Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. to cut. Hello and welcome to Duco One. It is not Sunday morning, it is Sunday night when we are recording this. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm joined by the soulful tones of Mr. Matt Stewart. And that's a cut. What the fuck does that mean? No one says that. I, I was trying to sound like a... I've purposefully mentioned your soulful tones. We have to keep you singing at the start of the show to make <laughs> this I... Yeah, got you there, Matt. And I will hear from, uh, we're going to hear from Jess as well. Jess, you want to sing your intro as well? Nah. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Great. Um, for once in my life, I will not sing <laughs> no, no, on this podcast. For once in my life, I got someone who needs me. That was a uh, great jest. Thank you. I was kind of his backup singer before. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll see where I leave that in as well. <laughs> yeah, can you um, not leave any of that in? Let's yeah. go from the top. No, we're keeping it in, Matt. Um, we want the listeners to hear your yourself all the time. Oh, and uh, if you can hear my voice, it's pr- it probably sounds it sound a little bit scratchier than usual. I've got a bit of a cold. No, you sound wonderful and Thank glorious. Thank you. I hosted a uh, a 1980s themed trivia night last night in a hall, and uh, I had to use my voice a lot, and I already had a cold. So you didn't even let me finish my compliment. Oh, oh, please. Like I was like, nah, you sound great, and then you just cut me down. Uh, yeah, should I also mention that my ears are slightly blocked, and it's hard for me to hear what you're saying? Yeah, right. That's convenient. Sorry. Another thing about Dave Misogyny. is that he, oh well that makes it hard for me to make fun of you now. <laughs> <laughs> me, um, but please, <laughs> you were going to make fun of me. Matt, please That's try. Unlike you, please try. <laughs> yeah, go on. I was just going to say, unlike uh, un- unlike you, Dave doesn't need to um, bathe in his compliments. 
Yeah, I'm fine. Is this because I stopped a conversation before to read out a compliment I'd been sent? Yeah, you're like, hey yes. guys, I just got a text from someone telling me that my stand-up bit was pretty great. So we were walking into the podcast studio <laughs> okay. and just loudly said, well, this is very nice. And Dave and I didn't ask her what it was about. <laughs> she waited a little bit and then went, so it's a message about my stand-up from earlier. <laughs> We still didn't engage. No, We're still do. looking eyes on the floor. Yeah, they never make eye eyes. contact. And anyway, um, it goes on <laughs> to say, geez Louise, you've got it, kid. I want to sign you right now to my big comedy label. Uh, which is it's just it's just a it's not a big deal, but it's you know, we're trying. And I I mean before you say no, just know that I'm re- we're looking to work hard on this little project and I, I want to make you a big deal. We want to get in the Jess Perkins business as well as the label business that we're already in. It was a long message. Yeah, that, and that was, I don't know how you remembered it word for word that there, was, Matt. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank and, you. And what's this? A birthday card from last year from my grandma. Well, okay, I'll read it out to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to our darling granddaughter. <laughs> You know the best part about my grandma is she um when I was a, a kid I um I quipped that she was our family's ancient artifact. Oh, you piece of shit. That's very funny. You That's funny. piece yeah. of but, shit. Like though. in a really loving way and I was only about 9 and now she signs off her gras- her Christmas and birthday cards. Love from your ancient artifact. That is so which I cute. Love. Actually, okay, I take it back. That's adorable. Like she she's not offended by it. She thinks this is great. One of my aunties, I don't remember um, the in-joke that we had when I was a kid, but I always referred to her as the Purple Fairy. I don't know why. You don't know why anymore. I don't really remember how it started. I'll have to ask her, but she's still saved in my phone as Purple Fairy, and Aww. she signs off like text messages to me with Purple Fairy and a purple love heart. It's so cute. Matt, touching story, please. We've got to complete the trio. <laughs> Any adorable story. nicknames with family members? <laughs> Make one up if you need to. Um... It's not about an uncle who touched you. That's a different okay. type of touching story. Right. Skip, right. skip. Um. Okay, next. Um, just just stop through scrolling through my... It's going through the Rolodex of names. Okay. Um, I remember we used to call one of our uncles Square Head. Is his head rather square? I have, I can't remember why, but we we used to laugh like we were just <laughs> fucking him up so good. Yeah. Hey, Square Head. And I think he played it. He'd be like, "Oh, you guys!" Yeah, yeah. Does he ever? Does he sign his text messages as SH and then a purple square? <laughs> no, we we don't talk anymore. Oh, oh, I wonder sense. why. No sense. correlation. No, <laughs> no correlation. Well, anyway, guys, this is the show where we talk about our loved ones' nicknames, and also we talk to you and each other about a topic. We take it in turns to do a report. It is my turn. Yes. It's a Warnicky special, We baby. love the Warnicky special. To specials. delve into the hat, pick a topic and talk the talk. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? You didn't. You said before you weren't feeling that good. No, no, no voice-wise, report-wise. Mixed messages. <laughs> no, no, voice-wise, report-wise, impeccable as always, please. please. <laughs> as always. Please. Voice-wise, I think you sound like an angel, so you're fine. Do I have a little little bit of a nap or a You sound perfect. Oh, thank you. I was hoping I'd sound a little sexier than usual, but is that possible? You sound... Rhetorical. Uh, Rhetorical. Don't answer. You sound as... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh. You sound uh, as sexy as is tolerable for me as a friend. Like, I haven't quite jumped over to the sexually attracted to Dave side of the fence. Do you know what I mean? Is this a compliment or... (laughs) I'm not sure anymore. I don't know what is happening right now. (laughs) 
I think it's but probably, I feel uncomfortable. It's, oh, no. it's probably best that we're not sexually attracted to each other. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's probably best. Look, I'm I'm hurt for Dave. I think <laughs> yeah. Matt, on the other hand, I feel really weird about that sentence I tried to form just before. That's fine. No, you but you but you think I'm sexy, which I like. Yeah, but not in a weird way. It's just trying to Wait, no, her. I think she was saying she doesn't. No, no, no she's it's sexy, sexy, but not like so point. sexy that I'm gonna. Right. Like th- I find you pants sexy, on man. level of sexiness. Pants on level of sexy, just like a little. Oh, Dave sounds a bit sexy. It's oh, like but that. if I took my pants off, it would. No, 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 no. Everybody no, keep your pants on. No, but if I took them off, it wouldn't be weird. But it'd be weird. In context, uh, no, it would be weird. In context, <laughs> no, I don't think you're getting. Like it. if we all did a sleepover, <laughs> and you took your would I have to sleep in pants? Yes. Pajama pants. Yeah. I don't wear pajama pants. Well, you are on a sleepover. Do you, would, you, would you sleep? You just come and nude to a... No, oh, not nude. I'm wearing boxer shorts. Oh, it's okay. But there's no I mean, pants it's over. winter. Wait, are we talking like weird old silky ones or... No, like, you know... Just no. shorts. Just co- cotton shorts. Fabric cotton. Like, yeah, that's okay. You can wear shorts. That's fine. Yeah, like like boxer briefs. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. You can okay, wear those. T-shirt? I mean, you as long a as you, you know, your little pecker isn't getting <laughs> excited. Well, we also have our own beds in our own rooms okay. and our own cities. We're going on a. <laughs> we're doing a, a I mean, podcast. I'm in New York. You're in LA, Matt, and uh, Jess. You're in Auckland for some reason. Sick. It's quite strange because when we we're here, we sleep in bunk beds <laughs> on top of each other. But when we travel, different cities. Different cities. <laughs> we, we we can't stand each other on the road. Speaking of traveling, I <laughs> uh, just found out my friend Matt is getting. He got engaged, right? Yeah. And oh, we've yeah. said for ages. That his Bucks weekend is going to be in Munich. So we're going to Munich. No way. What? When? And why Munich? Is there a, a connection October for the Fest. group? Yeah. Octoberfest. Oh. Are you going this, next year? It'll be next year. So it's 2017. Looking forward to that it. That is awesome. Happy uh, engage. Yeah, happy engagement, Matt. Why again? That is. What a guy. He. I, he. Um, That's so cool. Does anyone else apart from you remember the Phoenix reference? Because it'd be awful if you were like... Mew, no, no, we, took, like, we were just talking about it today. We got... It was like... Because he, he, he just came back from Europe and he's like, Hey guys, I uh, got some big news. Uh, I asked her to marry me and she said yes. Aww. And we said... Munich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. You're supportive. <laughs> that's exactly exactly what he was hoping for a response from. I should make some sort of uh, arrangement like that with with my friends, but right. none of them are in like relationships that are going to, you know. You get in early. That's fine. All right, Jess. I'm getting enga- if I get engaged, I'll take you to cheesecake shop. Get a slice of cheesecake. Yes, but your your choice, your flavour. Get out. Whatever. As long as it's not fucked. Raspberry? What are you, raspberry cheesecake? Mm, I mean, I'd like to explore my options. I don't want to. I'm straw. I like straw. I don't like like a passion fruit. Oh, I like that. I like the fruits, but I don't really like sort of like a like a just a plain cheesecake. It's a bit boring. My friend Linny has already taken my requests for what sort of birthday cake I would like this year because I get back from overseas a few days after my birthday. She's gonna make me like a choc mint cheesecake. I know it's combining a whole bunch choc of things. Mint, I don't like it. I, I like do. I like choc mint. I like cheesecake. Yeah, well, let's combine the two. All right, I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> I'll bring you some. Anyway, wait, I'm not invited to your birthday. Well, this I wasn't really having fucked. a party. She's just making me a cake. What a way to find out. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I think you've been uninvited. <laughs> anyway, do you want to start on the podcast? Maybe yes, uh, instead of talking un- about. Unfortunately, it's not cake based. No, fuck this. Don't worry. I'm wait, out. Wait for the day. I'll delve into the hat and I'll get the cake topic that has been submitted. Cake. Pasta's in there. <laughs> pasta is in the hat. Oh, no. There's pasta in yeah, your hat, it's everywhere. Matt. It's very crunchy. Yeah, it's lucky it's a dry pasta. 
Al dente. All right, we always uh, start with a question. <laughs> we do. My question is, if I mentioned... If I was a rich girl. Sorry, yep. If you mentioned. If I mentioned uh, the topic, which mm-hmm. it is, I thought I'm going to have a question about it. If I mentioned the October crisis of 1970, what country would you think I was talking about? Germany. Do you have, do you have a guess? 1970. I'm not sure why I went Germany. The summer of love is over. <laughs> so, that's right. And, it's, and we're in crisis. 1970. What do I know about that year? I don't think I know anything about 1970. The year after the moon landing. Uh, the, it's the year the Beatles broke up. I know that Jermaine Greer released her, her seminal work, The Female the Eunuch. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1970. That's something I know about that year. Good. Uh, that's about it. I read that today. That's oh, really, nice. That's yeah. fascinating. Um, that actually is amazing that you know. But that wasn't, that, on hand. that wasn't an answer to his question. And look for a country. A country. A country. Just I have, have just said have some Germany. Guesses. I don't know why. So Germany. Okay, I'm guessing it's not Germany. It is not Germany. Yes. So only Fuck. 140 right. something to go. All right. Is it? It's Zimbabwe. Well, it feels like I would. if it was Australia, I'd know. <laughs> it's not Australia. I'm going to guess because you, you, you normally like to go for more obscure countries. I'm thinking something like... Canada. <laughs> nah, it's not obscure. That's the I'm joke. I'm thinking. Uh, I... Well, I'll stop you right there, Matt, because the correct answer is, in fact, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, no. That's, I, you see, that's I've, very I, silly. I had that question because I thought, well, crisis, everyone thinks Canada's great. Everyone likes Canada. There's not going to be a crisis. So you'll never guess that. And I'd be like, guys, I'm talking about a nice place. It's Canada. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was weird that that came to mind. So, um, Canada, okay. This topic, the October crisis of 1970 in Canada, has been suggested by Carly on email. Thank it- you, Carly. I assume she's Canadian. I, there's no evidence for that because this is, I believe, a famous thing in Canada. But I mentioned it Was to my- her email Carly the Canuck at um, <laughs> CanadaMail.ca? Was it all Canada at <laughs> Canada.com? Was it, hey, it. hey, I'm a really lovely person from um, Northern America? Um, but not from the USA. Um, just narrowing it down for you. At gmail.com. Was it Carly from Canada at gmail.com? Was it, hi, I I was born in Vancouver, but now live in Montreal. Was it, hi, I'm Carly A. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Carly A. The last name is Anderson. Yeah, great. And I'm I'm married to a Mountie, and also I'm a Mountie as well. (laughs) Because ladies can be mounties. It's 2016 at gmail.com. I've got a story that I never come across, and I assume she's Canadian. I only make that assumption because um, I mentioned this to my dad, who knows so much, and he was alive in 1970, and I was like, have you ever heard of this? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. So I assume that maybe this is probably a famous political incident in Canada. Oh, political. Right up my alley. But not, that's right, but not possibly here in Australia, or for people that were born lot after the event. Which is nice because, you know what, we talk about a lot of things on this podcast that uh, our Australian listeners would be familiar with, but not our international listeners. That's like, right. I so doubt they'd heard about Ned Kelly until I dropped some truth bombs on him. You know? You, you dropped those bombs. And luckily, we were wearing a lot of a suit of armour. So yeah, thank we survived. <laughs> we survived. All right. So let's jump into uh, the October crisis of 1970. On the morning of October 5th, 1970. Oh, it was October. Oh. I reckon the crisis is that they ran out of October. So they've changed <laughs> they it to Rukunama? We need to have 31 days. 
So they changed it to Ruknama. That's that's yeah. how October got I repeated the joke. You didn't need to. I heard it. I was about to come around to it, Jess. Bloody hell. We all got it. October 5th. 1970. On a quiet street, I'm painting the image here, guys, the landscape, in his large house in downtown Montreal, 49-year-old British diplomat James Cross was at home with his wife Barbara getting ready for work. He was only half-dressed when four men... Three with machine guns and one with a revolver suddenly burst into his bedroom. The four men had posed as delivery men, dropping off a present for the diplomat's recent birthday. So the maid let them in, and then they pulled out machine guns. Assume, I assume they pulled them out from like a bouquet of flowers. Brrr. Didn't kill the maid, but she trusted them. Because they had machine guns. No, I trust anyone who has them. <laughs> yeah, you tr- you machine trust? guns? Come on in. Come on in. More like David Attenborough. I'd, I would trust him more. If you had a machine gun. Big time. Make yourself at home. Make yourself a cuppa. Just don't put down the machine gun. Here's my pin number. Hold on to that machine gun, mate. <laughs> yeah. Here's my pin number. I trust you'll never need it. Because <laughs> you're probably savvy with your business plans as well. Yeah. You've probably you, got your own money. You've got a budget. You save. Machine guns are expensive, mate. I know that. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> Use him all right. <laughs> Cross was talking to his wife in his dressing room. Dressing room. Oh, so it's fuck, quite a, a dressing house. room. House. My dream. When the men suddenly appeared, appeared. Uh, the man with the pistol pointed at him and said, get down on the floor or you'll be fucking dead. He said that. Not mucking around. He said, said the F word. He dropped the F bomb early naughty. on. That's naughty. That's naughty. They've just met. He's never met this man before. You don't say that in the first sentence to someone. Rude. It's it almost is. like. It is rude. He's some sort of terrorist. His dog, this is James Cross, jumped on the bed and immediately started growling at the gunman, trying to protect his masters. What was the dog's name? You don't know. Woofy. Then you made that up. No, that's Did you they, make that up, Dave? That's what they call the dog on Terminator 2 to trick the Terminator into saying what the name. So, and then he goes, your step-parents are dead. So awesome. So the dog's on the bed. Wolfie's on the bed. He's growling at the guys. The gunman tells Cross's wife, Barbara, to hold the dog or he'd shoot it. Aww. So, not a nice guy. Well, at least he didn't say he'd fucking shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Or he'd fuck it. <laughs> I thought, I that's what Jess was going to say. At least he didn't say he'd fuck it. Well, you know what? Hold that, that, that dog still or fuck it. One or the well, other. Well, I think you probably need to hold it still, to be honest. In both cases, you're holding it still. David. <laughs> Hold that dog still so I can fuck it. No. No, no. Or I fuck it. No, they, they obviously did what the gunman and, said. And or. And or. And slash or. They obviously did what the gunman said, but Barbara insisted that she'd be able to say goodbye to her husband, and she bravely went over and kissed him. Kissing Wait, what, who's... What, oh, because they're taking him. They're taking him away. Okay. I thought like she's just like, well, you're going to kill him. Yeah. Like, no, no, we never said it. Well, you're going to kill him. The arm man. He's killing him. Hey, we are. Time comes, you know. It's what he would have wanted. Yeah. What? I'm right here. <laughs> Shut up, James. We had a good run. Yeah. We got married last week. <laughs> Don't speak. Uh, the oh, arm... Oh, <laughs> my love. Turn that fucking radio off or I'll fuck it. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll just hold it still. Hold it still. Uh, the armed men then uh, forced Cross, still half dressed, into a taxi, which for me it seems so bizarre because the taxi driver presumably had dropped off what he thought were four people dressed as delivery men. Yeah, which is who weird. then now they've returned holding machine guns and a half dressed man. 
And they're like, yeah, we'll pay the fare. Take us to our hideout. Also, his name is Mr. Cross. <laughs> like a Mr. Man get book. In there, get in there, Mr. Cross. He doesn't seem that angry. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> Nevertheless, James Cross had just been kidnapped by the radical group, the FLQ, the Front de Libération de Quebec. Mm. So the FLQ, there's a bit of background, was a separatist paramilitary group in Quebec founded in the early 1960s. It militantly supported independence from Canada for the French-speaking province of Quebec. So they wanted to become their own country. Provence. <laughs> the, the French Provence. Provence. I don't go on. Like Dave trying to speak French. Bonbon. Bonbon. can mean whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> it's still my favourite. Bonbon. <laughs> I tell people that story. I'm so excited. I've told so many people it. I'm going to make it a piece of stand-up, I reckon. No, you have to. I've told people at work. I've told my family. I'll, I'll be doing that at a, at a gig and someone will say, mate, I've heard this story. You've yeah. plagiarised Yeah, yeah. My, my mate Chess at work told me. No, I'm the, I'm the guy in the story. It's me. Yeah, right, oh, mate. Uh, the FLQ was regarded as a terrorist organisation for its violent methods of action. Between 1963 and 1970, the group had detonated 95 bombs in Canada. Mainly targeting mailboxes. But their they hated website mail. is .org. They hated uh, female, <laughs> female boxes. Female. No, no, mailboxes. Wait, no. Mailboxes. Oh, they liked female boxes. Yeah. They, well, they, they hated mailboxes. So Muhammad Ali was public enemy number one. Right. The largest single bombing the FLQ pulled off was of the Montreal Stock Exchange the year before in 1969, which caused extensive damage and injured 27 people. Hmm. They haven't killed anyone, though. Oh, in the bombings, in that bombing. Well, they haven't killed anyone. Why are we even talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, they call themselves terrorists? Well, they bombed a lot of stuff. They, our Montreal City Hall, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, armed forces, recruiting officers, railway tracks, army installations. FLQ members, in a strategic move, had stolen tons of dynamite from military and industrial sites and financed themselves with bank robberies. So they're pretty serious. Sure. Bad dudes. By 1970, so the year of this kidnapping, 23 members of the group were in prison, including four convicted of murder. So there you go, they had killed someone. But this was their first ever kidnapping. Of, of course, the man they kidnapped was James Cross. He was Mr. Cross. Mr. Cross. Or, as his friends called him... Jimmy J Cross. Jasper. Jasper. That's a good nickname. He was born in Ireland. Called Jasper. You know I love nicknames. Jasper's a good one. It is a good one, isn't it? Where does it come from? I'm not sure why they called him Jasper. Jasper. Cross. He had served in the Second World War. Perhaps in the in his army days they just nicknamed him Jasper. Who knows? We'll never know, Matt. He fought for the liberation of France. Oh. So he's not he's not no stranger to French liberation. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. After the war, he joined the diplomatic service and eventually served as trade commissioner at various places around Canada before being promoted to senior trade commissioner in Montreal, Quebec. Now, if you're wondering what a trade commissioner is, fear not, because I've got the information. Great. The information. Information. Uh, trade commissioner is the title of a government who government official whose primary duties are to promote international trade agreements and export trade programs on behalf of a national or regional government authority. So he's just pretty much trading stuff between England and Canada. Mm -hmm. and okay. he's, but he's pretty high up in the chain, so that's why he's in a nice house. He's a diplomat. He has a maid. He's got a he's wife got a, and a dog. He's got a dressing room. He's got a radio that you can fuck. That's right. I mean, those things. In 1970, <laughs> those things cost a fortune. Yeah. Am I right, Matt? 
Fuckable radios, yeah, big time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, try and try and find one now. Oh, can't. I saw one on Antiques Roadshow the other day. They were talking about like two and a half thousand You're kidding. pounds. You're kidding. Pounds. Pounds. Oh, pounds. Sorry. We talk. Yeah. That's five grand here. Five thousand big ones. Yeah. As we as we call Australian dollars. Five thousand dollar redos, which that, is our national currency. That's one that had had been fucked already. Like if you get an oh, unfucked you, radio, an unfucked one. Oh, so still even more. Box, like, box like fresh. A, like, yeah, like a Barbie doll in the box. If you've got an unfucked radio, like a Barbie doll in the box. Mm. <laughs> There's so much going on here. It's like a, a rich tapestry of, of fuck. <laughs> That's oh, a vivid image. Or is it? It's not. Let's move on. Uh, the FLQ's ransom demands were for the release of the 23 what they saw as political prisoners and the broadcast of their group's manifesto to the public on the radio. There's that radio again. <laughs> <laughs> and we want it on this fuckable radio tonight. <laughs> Whenever you guys talk about that radio, it gets me hot. Sorry for saying yuck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty offensive, isn't it, man? Ah. What, the image of me getting hot for a radio is yuck? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Uh, the Canadian foreign minister announced to the group that in, in exchange for Cross's life, they would let them go to a foreign country, no questions asked. No. Oh. Which, if you're a kidnapper, to me... That's not a very good offer because you could have just done that anyway. You didn't have to kidnap a man yeah. to be allowed to go to another country. You can just leave. Yeah. You can. Like, it's kind of easy. And, it's, and, it's, and Canada, most countries will accept you with open arms. Yeah. Uh, they asked as a sign of good faith for the group to release Cross. But, of course, the authorities didn't get a response from the FLQ as Cross is their only bargaining chip. <laughs> as a sign of good faith, <laughs> release him. You release him, and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. <laughs> then we'll re- if you release him, then we'll release your twenty-three mates. All right. <laughs> I think that's fair deal. As just, a sign of good faith, you, that is were, so funny. If you're a really trusting kidnapper. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Cross. Go. go. Off you go. See and you now we wait. Right. God, that million-dollar check should be arriving any day now. <laughs> no questions asked. Uh, the authorities didn't get a response from the FLQ, so as a second concession, they broadcast the FLQ's manifesto on the radio, as they had asked. Oh. I guess the group that hoped that more French-speaking citizens would hear their ideals and join the group. Oh, sure. That's sort of what they're going for. Rally the troops kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Try yeah. and get more people supporting their sides, and they're mm-hmm. not just a fringe group, but like, you know, have a lot of support. That's kind of a strange thing to play it on the radio, though. Play some... Propaganda of a terrorist group yeah. on your radio is pretty And fun. we should rise up and we should kill the people <laughs> that are paying for the broadcast of this message. <laughs> it does seem strange. That's weird. Uh, James Cross and his kidnappers... Kidnappers? Kidnapp- <laughs> well, they were kidnapping. <laughs> the technical term, I believe. James Cross and his kidnappers, as I will refer to them from now on <laughs> so I don't look stupid, <laughs> heard their manifesto being read out on the radio, but nothing changed. Of course it didn't. Cross didn't realistically think they'd get their demands, and over the next 36 hours, he was sure he was going to be killed. Then on October 10, the stakes were raised even further when Deputy Premier and Minister of Labour for the province of Quebec, Pierre Laporte... Great name. ...was also kidnapped by the FLQ. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. You're making light of this so bad. Oh no, <laughs> someone's getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Head up, Laporte. 
Four armed men approached Laporte while he was playing football with his nephew on his front lawn and forced him into their vehicle at gunpoint. Uh, pardon, monsieur. Uh, if I could uh, speak to you for just uh, one moment. In uh, the back of this car. If you wouldn't mind uh, just getting into my vehicle over here. Just... Oh, yeah, sure. I'm just playing soccer, but I'll be back in a second. It's weird you don't have an accent of any kind. Yeah, but... I've grown up in uh, many different countries, so I've got this um, Oh wow, that's really fascinating. beautiful Australian, Australian voice. Accent. Where that's did you weird. spend the majority of it? Get in the car! Get in the car! Oh! And scene. Uh, they dubbed him the Minister <laughs> of Unemployment and Assimilation. So they didn't like this guy at all. And they held him for hostage, demanding the release of their 23 political prisoners in exchange for his freedom. Ed James? Oh, so this, is, a this is a different cell of the same group. Gotcha. So the two men weren't held together. Yeah, They're in yeah, different yeah. locations. Group wants the same thing, but uh, the, the two men are nowhere near each other. Sure, different cool. parts of the city. Gotcha. Cross heard about this on the radio with the other group, and uh, he was worried that now they were even more hardline. He hoped that they'd pick up Laporte first, then come get him, because mm-hmm. I think he thought that this other guy as a minister is more important than him, so he suddenly thought that they're going to go get the other guy before they get him. Sure. That's sad. But if it was the three of us all taken hostage, I would assume I'd be the last to be picked up. Really? Nah, fuck both of you. It'd be yeah. me first. Bring me go first. Yes. Unless, well, I am the youngest. And the most vulnerable. That's <laughs> true, you are the most vulnerable. Uh, two days later, after the second kidnapping, General Tocot sent troops to patrol the Montreal region by request of the federal government. So now there's sort of army people everywhere that suddenly get worried. Uh, the two groups, the FLQ and the government, then appointed a lawyer each to try and negotiate the terms of their hostages <laughs> or the release. Isn't that very strange? Yeah. You get, like, a lawyer on each side and they try and get a contract going? Yeah, it's weird. That is really weird. Because that doesn't happen in the films. Yeah. In hostage situations. There's usually Who's just, like... the terrorist lawyer? Yeah, get him out. Oh, yeah, imagine... So the terrorist oh. lawyer is actually a guy that supports their ideals. Ooh. So he's not just, like, government appointed. And then he's like, but I don't want it. Like, go no, on. Go on there. We've got to make on, it mate. fair. We go are on, Canada. Mate. Do your best. We're delightful. <laughs> we are so nice. <laughs> Uh, the next day, October 13, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau... So many Pierres! ...whose son is currently Prime Minister... I was going to say... ...Justin Trudeau. <gasps> Trudeau's like... And, and he is very popular in right. my hipster bubble that I live in anyway. Mm. He's delightful. I regret calling it a hipster bubble. You live in a little bubble. Your little hubble. I live in a bubble, but it's, I'm not saying it's a hipster bubble. It's just a, it's just a very, it's it's a very a, happy, it's a, friendly it's bubble. A, it's a bubble full of people that are right. Anyway, um, <laughs> Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, son, uh, father of the current Prime Minister, he's interviewed by the CBC with respect to the military presence because uh, he was being criticised for some of putting the military on the streets and people. some people are going, what about our civil liberties? Well, you know, yeah. Yo. Of, so, uh, so when questioned by uh, reporter Tim Ralph on how far he would go in the suspension of civil liberties to maintain order, Trudeau famously replied... Well, just watch me. Ooh. This has become a famous and often used phrase in Canadian politics. That's I've heard just watch me. Just I didn't know they came up that. with that. Just yeah. watch me. That's sassy. Like the other day, I saw this little kid um, say to their dad, <laughs> I'm going down the slide. Just, just watch, watch me. me. And I didn't realize that come from Canada. You didn't That's realize cool. the... It's so political. It is. I didn't realize how uh, political you know that what? was. I remember when my brother got in trouble when um, he was about 14 and, and mum said... Uh, Michael, if you don't clean up your room, I'm going to take your Game Boy away. And he said, you wouldn't do that. And she said, wow. just watch me. Oh, my God. I had no idea my mother, Ann Perkins, was so political. AP, big 
Big hey, time. It's actually quite amazing. I went into um, the Swatch shop at um, Melbourne Emporium. Did and you? Uh, I walked in and she said, hi, can I help you? I stuck my wrist out and said, well, just watch me. She put a green watch on my wrist and I paid $95 for that thing. Great. You've been talking about She watched about- me. You you've been saying you needed a new watch. Yeah, she so watched I'm really me good. happy for you. That's great. Oh, that's so great. And I just I looked at her and said something in French. Maman. <laughs> Maman. Well, I didn't realize I was speaking to a French Canadian. <laughs> to which she said ninety five dollars. I won't say it again. <laughs> Sarah, if you're not going to buy yeah. the watch, please leave the store. You've been standing at the cash register for twenty five minutes. Also, why aren't you wearing pants? D- well, it's funny you say that <laughs> hey, because it's uh, then Dave. Even- Dave pointed over to the shop across the way, oh, no. which was uh, like a hair removalist place. Yeah. And he said, just crutch me. And he pointed to his little pecker. And then um, there's shopping. it's very hairy for some reason. The shop- well, I imagine. <laughs> then well, the shopping said to security came over and Dave was evicted. <laughs> he was evicted. But I got that he watch also- for free. <laughs> <laughs> they were not prepared to tackle me with no pants. They were not prepared. Nobody is prepared to not tackle prepared you with no pants. And that's why I'm a winner. Alrighty. No, that's enough. We've, think so, we've, we've done one think each. We've, yeah, I think did, that's enough. We went around the table and you got greedy, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You got greedy. You, you went for two and the second one was no good. What was the first one I went for? The kid on kid the on slide. slide. Oh, on. Wait, yeah. it was like Quite a minute good. ago. Look, I mean, you had your pants down. I thought I saw an opening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned around. <laughs> Gross. Dave, please do go on. Uh, so that's a famous phrase, well, just watch me. In Canadian politics, I was reading about the phrase. It's got its own Wikipedia page, this phrase. What a family of politicians, and too. Uh, apparently, even the son, Justin Trudeau, a couple of years ago, mm. someone said to him, you wouldn't ever consider being prime minister, would you? And he said, well, just watch me. Get out. Reference to his dad. I love that. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. It's so funny that that is a famous saying. There's got to be t-shirts, right? There's got to be t-shirts. Just watch me t-shirts. Hashtag just watch me. There it is. There it is. I did it. Just watch me. That's, a, that's, I definitely, did it! <laughs> that's definitely the hashtag of the week. It's very good, but you used to actually create something. Now you're just taking a famous political Phrase. saying yeah. and putting a hashtag at the front you of it. You know what, Matt? Like, I'm just trying to feel my way through life, okay? There's no rule book. <laughs> Come on, Matt. How many times do we have to tell you? Well... So just like, gonna, I'll get not, back into it. It's almost it. like we're going to have to write it down in some sort of book. <laughs> Give it to you. Which would defeat the purpose. Yeah. Oh, Matt. The negotiations between the two groups via their lawyers are put to an end after just three days. They don't reach any agreements. Oh, weird. Who would have thought? Who would have thought they would? Uh, the next day, though, the general public really start to worry when union labour leader... Mikel Chatrand, mm, not and, a Pierre. who was an FLQ supporter, announced at a rally... We are going to win because there are more boys ready to shoot members of parliament than there are policemen. Oof. So that, Jesus. And that quote is widely reported on, it's in all the newspapers, and uh, it really fright, frightens many Canadians yeah. who are starting to think that there might be some sort of civil war about to break out in Quebec. Oh, my God. On October 16, Prime Minister Trudeau shows that he was not bluffing when he said, just watch me, because he granted the government of Quebec emergency powers that allowed them to apprehend and keep in custody individuals. This resulted in the implementation of the War Measures Act, allowing arrests without trial and giving the police further powers. Wow, that's So dangerous. you could lock anyone yeah, up and f- for about four months and not oh, have any. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, that's very scary. It did not come without its critics, but at the time, 
uh, close to 90% of Canadians and all three opposing political parties agreed with the measures. Yeah. So some people are saying, hey, this is not cool, but the majority are saying, we feel unsafe. Probably because yeah. the majority are going, well, it's not me, so I won't get arrested, but it's like a lot of people probably yeah, well, were. Well, the police arrested and detained without bail mm. nearly 500 people. Wow. Which is like some sort of thing that goes on in like a... A country run by some sort of crazy dictator. The yeah. trick is just to make the people scared, and then you can take all their rights away. It's a good yeah. trick. A lot of I think and it it's been used quite a lot. It works, you know. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. That's right, scare tactic. Meanwhile, the still captive James Cross, remember James, still there, Jasper from the start. He was now allowed to sit at a desk during the day. Hello. With a television set in the corner. So oh, he's, he's fine. He's got a TV. Oh, no. He's got a desk. He's writing his memoirs. More than I've got. No, I've got a TV. But he desk. watched the news in uh, handcuffs and he wore a hood so he couldn't see and identify his kidnappers. What's the it, point in having a TV? Well, the hood, it's sort of, it's like, um, it allowed him to see straight in front of him but not have any peripherals so he can't see their faces. So but they he can watch the TV. Because if you can't, side. If you can't <laughs> yeah. see the TV, it may as well just be a radio that you can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, Dave, is it a TV that he can fuck? I believe it was. Oh. That's why he's handcuffed, because he was really... Just going really, for it. Yeah. Well, he'd been held captive for a long time. That's, that's just how he liked it. All those fluffy handcuffs. <laughs> the next Saturday evening, news reports, a news report came out that a body had been found in the trunk of a car. It was just outside Montreal, and when it was found, it was confirmed to be Pierre Laporte, the minister. Second kidnapped man. Oh, no. His name means Pierre the Door. <laughs> Matt, he was just found in a trunk of a car. Yeah, you would have thought it would have been... Oh, no. <laughs> yep. No, I don't think it could be as good or as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> just, yeah. It's weird know? that he'd be under a, under a boot and not behind a Laporte. <laughs> oh, no. Cross was watching live on TV with absolute horror because he was, of course, expecting to be next. Mm. And he had reason to because the FLQ announced that he will be executed next if the, quote, fascist police discovered them and attempted to intervene. They also repeated their demands and added in a few new ones. They wanted the uh, FLQ manifesto published this time, sort of in a newspaper. Or some sort way of to get a book, book. deal. <laughs> <laughs> we want Scholastic. <laughs> And we want a three-book deal. That's right. We want to be in every high school across the country. Uh, they wanted the release of their political prisoners, and they wanted an aeroplane to take them to either Cuba or Algeria. Uh, both countries. So they want to go. Well, they were offered that earlier. Yeah, they could have yeah. had that. Any question? Any questions? Ugh. No questions. No questions asked. Any questions asked? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's our deal. Yeah, we'll we ask any question. <laughs> You let us ask any question, you can get on the plane. How many radios you fucked? Ten. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Welcome to plane. Welcome to plane. <laughs> Welcome to plane. Straight to Cuba. Uh, Take but... me to the Afro <laughs> Cuba. Oh, remember I said I wasn't going to sing on this episode? That yeah. was adorable, yeah. wasn't well, it? Well, that was an impossible task. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, Cuba and Algeria were both countries that they felt a strong connection to as a group because of their struggle against colonialism their and struggle? imperialism. They struggle? They struggled all night. Is that struggle and trouble? Struggle? That's right. I create portmanteaus on the fly. They struggle. They struggled. <laughs> the, um, they wanted a, quote, voluntary tax of $500,000 to be loaded aboard the plane prior to departure. That's just ransom money, but they yeah. just put some political spin on it. What do they call it? A voluntary uh, tax. Voluntary a tax. tax, sure, yeah. They should have just said, we want a donation yeah. of $500,000. 
And they also wanted the name of the informer who had sold out the FLQ activist earlier in the year. So they wanted them to rat it out. Oh. You know when you um like when you transfer money to your friends, like say somebody pays for lunch and you transfer some money and you always make like a funny description. Oh, like what's it, what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the most recent one I got was nipple oil. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, um, what, what, was it for some sort of other oil? No, it's because I'd been making a joke earlier that night about oiling nipples. Anywho, and you got to take you got to print that out and take that to your accountant. Yeah. What's right. this? What's this nipple oil? Never, never you mind. Exactly as it sounds. Also, it was like five hundred dollars. It was like an expensive nipple oil, or or a lot. Yeah, a lot. Five hundred liters of nipple oil. It's a dollar a liter. <laughs> I assume it's not bad. It's a good price. Buy it in bulk, though. Anyway, I just like to imagine that like the government's way of fucking over the <laughs> the, the people that are asking for ransom is like, all right, fine, yeah, no, fine, fine, no, fine, fine. We'll give you the money, sure. But I'm yeah. I'm making it a funny fucked name, so you look like a weirdo. Yeah. I'm gonna write anal beads. Anal beads. You gotta cash that at the Cuban bank. Yeah, have fun with that, dickhead. You look like a creep. Anal beads. Anal beads. $500,000 worth. Yeah. Penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money from grandma for penis enlargement <laughs> surgery. $500,000. And 12 of them go in to cash it. <laughs> to the Cuban bank. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I like to imagine. Oh, we'll have 8 billion Cuban pesos, please. <laughs> for my penis surgery. Thanks, Nan. Thanks, Nan. <laughs> Nan's always looking out for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stressful. <laughs> That has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me, and that feel, that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit. That he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give better help a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. At 2am, this is later that night after they announced that they'd found Pierre. Or uh, earlier the next morning. Or early the next morning, if you were to be more correct. At 2am, the national broadcast mistakenly announced that Cross was dead <gasps> and his body was found. What? So he was very upset, particularly because he thought his wife and daughter might be also oh, listening or watching. No. And even the kidnappers took pity on him that night and gave him aspirin to help him sleep. Oh, they felt bad They felt bad because they were like, geez, you're not dead at all, mate. Are you? <laughs> Are you dead? We've kidnapped a ghost! Shit! <laughs> 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 Shit, get us out here. We'll take the flight to Cuba. We'll take the flight to Cuba. <laughs> the handcuffs won't hold a ghost. <laughs> He's fucking the TV like crazy. <laughs> We've kidnapped a ghost. 
That is very good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not again. You do this every time. Fuck, Pierre. Jesus Christ. There's always a Pierre. And it's always Pierre's fault. Always Pierre. What? <laughs> that's, all, look, that's all Pierre yeah. says. What? what? You look like a normal man. <laughs> Sure, he he floated through the halls. <laughs> but don't every don't every, all these bloody diplomats do that? <laughs> you know the phrase "float like a diplomat." <laughs> You've heard that, surely? Am I the only one? Fuck! I'll go get another one. <laughs> I'll go get another one. No, Pierre, we can't no, Pierre. trust you to not get a ghost Pierre, this time. You fucked it. Pierre, sit in the corner. Go you, on, sit. You're in the corner. out of the club. You are out of the FLQ. Oh, come on! Oh, come on, let me get one. Uh, just double checking before I go. <laughs> If they're floating, they're the real ones, huh? Is that right? Oh, oh. oh man. Oh, you kidnapped six ghosts and nobody trusts you. Uh, I, uh, this country is fucked. <laughs> I'm moving to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking. Ah, it's fucking the radio. That was very good. That was very good. Oh, God. These handcuffs cannot hold him. <laughs> the rest of the podcast is just going to be um, enjoying Dave's Dave, little actually. work there. That's very good, Dave. <laughs> just two hours of recapping. Slow-mo replays. Do you know what sucks too, though, is that a lot of Dave's stories are made even better by his facial expressions, yeah. and they're just lost. lost. They're just like a little treat well, for you and I. if anyone wants to give us a TV show, we'll probably say yes. <laughs> oh. And when I say probably, I mean definitely. Well, would we... What if it was like one of those crazy Japanese No matter shows? what the show is. Wow. Okay. All yeah, right. I reckon. That's yeah, come on, Matt. What else we got going on? I'm uh, in. I got a, um, got a blockbuster movie card somewhere in my wallet. So I got stuff going on. Oh. You didn't tell us about that, Jess. Yeah. yeah well. Well, you should be sharing. Well. How long have you been sitting on that? You want to go get a, a VHS? We can yeah. get whatever you want. Five weekly to five dollars, please. <laughs> Thank you. I assume inflation hasn't impl- applied to this place. That seems too good. Five for five. How? That's too good. How do they ever make money? How weekly? I know. That's seven days out of circulation. Anyway. Matt. Mm, no wonder they went out of business. Uh, we were talking about Barbara, who... He Barbara was, Cross. His wife, who he was worried was watching. She had remained in the house for three weeks after his kidnapping, but... Um, she thought it was too stressful for her to be there at the time because there were frequent hoax calls from people Aww. claiming that they knew where Cross was. That's awful. Which is messed up. For a second when you said like it was too stressful for her to be there, I thought you were going to be like, so she went on a holiday. <laughs> well, she did. She went to well, she went and stayed with relatives in Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's on a ski resort. Yeah. Oh, it's too stressful. I better go skiing. Yeah. Hot chockey, thanks. Burning <laughs> what a bunny bitch. toasters and all sorts of appliances what an when her husband's away. Bitch. Oh, oh well, no, I'm not going to go that far. No. I think if I will, if some like look, stress can do funny things to people. Yeah, you know, some wrong. people <laughs> just need to ski. People mourn yeah. in different ways. Yeah, I I like to ski downhill. Uh, I meant to say mourn. Mourn downhill. Mourn downhill. Do you fuck toasters while you're mourning as well? I regret this whole episode's been <laughs> fucked. I'm having a great I, time. I'm asleep every time we record. Great. Wake me up. Wake you up in five. Wake me up in five before you're done. Uh, days turned to weeks. By late November, James Cross still had not been found. Oh, no. But he's not dead. 
Uh, the government tried many measures to find Cross. Uh, this is a quote from uh, Cross's audio memoir of the story. Audio memoir? Audio Cross's memoir. audio memoir. How does that work? I'm just trying to figure out. Because Dave often gives away if they survived or not early with little mm-hmm. clues like that. Mm-hmm. Could he have recorded the audio memoir on, say, the fuckable radio or something like that? Perhaps. In, and then died in, in a, custody, in captivity or in whatever. In a way. Or. Yeah. Okay. Is this some sort of post-freedom audio memoir? What the fuck is an audio memoir? And in a way, follow-up question, is this podcast in fact This is kind of our audio memoir, but where we talk about the lives of other people. Why didn't you let me finish my question? Maybe I was going to say something different. Oh, please. Maybe in a way, is this podcast our... Audio memoir. Is what <laughs> oh, good. I was say, yeah. good. I'm very perceptive. <laughs> you are. I finish all your sentences. You're very perceptive upside down. <laughs> yeah, I can read that upside down <laughs> all night long. Ew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got one. It does hurt. <laughs> it does hurt to be called ill by Jess. I'm sorry. That's fine. As so the audio memoir. As in all cases like this, police were bombarded with crazy people of every sort with ideas to where I could be found. They read all sorts of things into my letters, which, of course, I did not intend. My wife and I had to exchange letters, so he was sending letters to him. Oh, okay. For instance, when I wrote, <laughs> God damn, this toast is looking sexy tonight. <laughs> People read into it like all these funny things. I was just saying. I mean, I just found the toast is sexually no attractive. There's no clue. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez they will Honestly, they'll put meaning into anything. Like, I fucked this toaster, and all of a sudden they're going, he's having an affair with the toaster. I wasn't an affair. It was just no, a one where, affair. I never used that word. I just fucked a toaster. There's no he, emotional he starts, attachment. Start underlining it. I just fucked a toaster. Two underlines. <laughs> just. Brackets, just. Don't read anything into this. I'm, I'm serious. I literally had sex with a toaster. Um, my wife and I exchanged the endearment poo, as in Winnie the Pooh, and there were a whole load of policemen uh, onto reading the A.A. A. Milne books in the hope that a clue would emerge. That's oh, wow. Amazing. Clairvoyants wrote in with detailed descriptions as where I could be found. One of them claimed that I was in a building in East Montreal, which turned out to be a deep freeze store. Hmm. One reference in one of my letters to Pet, another name for his wife, led to a raid of an innocuous pet shop in West Bond. Jesus. Perhaps the most elaborate uh, operation concerns certain radio signals which were picked up. Radio. Uh. Radio location was applied (laughs) and the premises raided to discover that it was merely a radio shop which had left a transmitter on. Okay. And someone was just in the corner with it. So if he, if people are reading so much into Fuck his... Fucking the radio, obviously. That Anyway. If they're reading so much into his letters, why isn't he dropping some clues? <laughs> he should, so he doesn't know that things are being read because I imagine his wife can't reply to his letters because otherwise she'd know the address. So what's he writing? He looks like one of those creepy guys who keeps texting you on Tinder. So he's just, no, so I think he's just writing letters saying, like, I'm still, I'm still alive. But, I mean, if he... If he if he doesn't know she's getting them or not, yeah. Why is that enough of a reason? Anyway, Why write them at all then? Haven't heard from you, but um, assume you well. Assume, yeah, you still haven't written back. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you too busy to write? I bet you've gone to Switzerland, haven't you? You have. I bet you're skiing. You're skiing again, you're skiing aren't with, you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Classic Dang Barbara. Uh, you always mourned that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you. Poo. Oh. Uh, FLQ also sent letters to the authority, uh, repeating demands. Of they're still banging on about the demand. But they even sent a photo of their hostage, James Cross, sitting on a box of explosives. Oh, boy. So be a bit, bit threatening. Sounds like he's had too much uh, Mexican food. Dodgy Mexican. 
<laughs> it's an explosive You're seat. An explosive asshole. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 Sorry. Day to day, Cross just tries to follow orders to stay alive. So it just becomes one day after another. He just watches his TV. Writes his audio memoirs. Writes them, apparently. Writes them. Well, he does his first draft. Fucks a radio. He's not an idiot. You know, you get routine. I think that's the only way to stay sane in captivity. One day, he was sitting watching television, as he ah, does. Yeah. And the With kid... his dick. <laughs> <laughs> we have no respect for anything, do we? No. One day, he was sitting watching television, and the kidnappers put handcuffs on him, which is the first time they've done that in weeks. So, the, he's been there so long now that they've stopped... He's like one of the boys. Yeah, well, they've started just trusting him a bit better. Janay. He instantly knew that something was up. He asked to the captors, what's going on? I reckon he's being moved. They responded that they thought the police had finally found their hideout. Mm. This was confirmed when a little while later, the electricity of the building went off. Ooh, they knew dramatic. that they were being surrounded. Cross was then taken from Come his chair. Come out with your hands up! <laughs> what? <laughs> Pierre, go see what's going on. It's nothing. It's Did nothing. It's <laughs> just some ghosts. <laughs> just some ghosts. Stop hassling me. Now <laughs> I can identify ghosts and people. people. First you don't want ghosts and now you want more ghosts. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> do you guys do a different accent for French Canadian as to French? Yeah, I was just thinking. Like, yeah, absolutely. Did you not hear the subtle difference? I yeah, thought I could. I just wanted to make sure. If you didn't, you are a racist. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were ghosts. Um, so Cross was taken from his chair, led into the passageway between rooms and handcuffed to a door handle where he couldn't sit or stand. It's very Aww. uncomfortable. Sort of Wait, halfway. he couldn't sit or stand, so he's just kind of crouching. Yeah, what crouching. What kind of, oh, fuck of a door handle is <laughs> It this? must be a pretty high handle. But then stand. Or low. So is he hanging from it? Or is it really... No, I, it look, I call bullshit. I think if you put both hands on, around a door handle, if it's a certain height, it would be hard to stand up properly. Yeah, sure. If it was specifically if it was low. Well, and, uh, did, I, did I mention that he was seven foot eight? <laughs> A little detail I left out. Is he really? That is tall. He that is, is not seven foot eight. He, <laughs> he's not one of the tallest humans that's ever lived. <laughs> you say that like I should have known. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Come on. He currently plays basketball yeah, exactly. for the Lakers. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's had quite a life. Well, he's quite old. No, nah, he was only five when this happened. Did we not mention that at the start? Oh, I should have mentioned he's a, fi- a seven foot eight five year old <laughs> with a talent for basketball and politics. So he was born in sixty five. Mm-hmm. What does that make him? Fifty one. And he's still playing. Still playing. Good on him. I mean, it's relatively old. Oh, to be playing basketball, sure, but just to be at, existing, at the top no. level. No, not not to be existing. <laughs> what if he's a ghost? <gasps> I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Uh, so he's handcuffed to a door. By this stage, bizarrely, the mood in the in the house had become quite light-hearted because they all knew they were all going to come out alive or they were all going to die. They sort of didn't see it one way or the other. It uh, became a standoff of sorts in the middle of the night where the FLQ threw out a message with all of their demands. <laughs> Still demanding. Is this a paper airplane? <laughs> <laughs> I love their demands And I want a frog in a pond. Uh, I think we're in a pretty strong uh, bargaining position. I know when you didn't know where we were, um, you and now you've got didn't us. give us the things we asked for. But now that we're surrounded and, you know, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble, um, I think you'll see it our way. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll be publishing this in the paper tomorrow. 
When writing the demands, one of the three kidnappers that was in the room with him said they must sign off with the group's slogan, which is Nuvan Crown. Oh, I really want Jess to guess what this means. Their slogan is Nuvan Crown. No cabbage. <laughs> really? Really. It translates as we shall conquer. Close. Uh, the very idea that three guys in a house surrounded by approximately 1,000 army soldiers and police officers could conquer caused the group to violently start laughing, including James Cross, uh, because the tension had built up so much. They laughed. They started laughing. Because they're like, <laughs> as if we're going to conquer, we're probably all going to die tomorrow. Because it was just. That's a little bit funny. Because it was so tense, so tense. You can see where I got cabbage from, cabbage, though. Cabbage right? is close. I got, yeah. Because I think the French word for cabbage is very similar to the French word for the thing that Dave said conquer. Conquer. I agree. And you know what? I I only did a term of French, so Italian's it actually, really more my thing. It led to uh, quite a few um, awkward situations when I was in uh, Paris. Oh, I bet. Sweet Paris, uh, just a couple of years ago, when I um when I stormed um, <laughs> a Bastille, no, stormed the Bastille, um, and threw a cabbage at the uh, at the other guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything. Really? I, and I, because in my head, I'm like, well. That's done. Now I'll I've, I'll take all this. Thank I've you. I've conquered. I've oh no! I've actually, and it was in that moment as I was trying to explain it. it I'm like, now you see what I've done. Mm-hmm. I've thrown a cabbage at you, and he said, "It's all we, yours." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You he gave said. it to me. I look. I own a lot of land in Paris. Well, what What you should have said was, uh, <laughs> you should have just said the eternal phrase, "Oh, bon bon. <laughs> And you could have heard anything you... That, he would have handed you the keys to the Eiffel fucking tower. Uh, what, the keys? It's the got keys. keys. Okay, well, the lifts, I imagine, sure. you locked at You've got to turn those on. Bob, Right this way, sir. <laughs> what did Please, you say? Follow me. <laughs> Monsieur. What was the deal with that whole cabbage thing? Um, a bomb bomb. Bom. Oh, of course. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> we love about it now. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, kidnappers started to negotiate, and after several hours back and forth, the three FLQ members agreed to be exiled to Cuba. Remember, they've had this offer for two months now. Mm. Uh, the kidnappers really felt like the ideals of Fidel Castro... Sorry, the kidnappers really liked the ideals of Fidel Castro who was in charge at the time, and he granted them asylum. I like the idea that, like, they okay, you can go to Cuba. No! All right. Okay. A few months later. Okay. So we've decided you can still go to Cuba. No. no. Oh God, no. No. And no, finally, no. it's a few months later. These right. are our demands. We want to go to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying. All right. Fine. Yes. Yeah. We Cabbage. won. We won. We conquer. <laughs> it's very confusing this language. <laughs> An old exhibition site was temporarily turned into the Cuban consulate, and was thus protected by laws that protect embassies. So that's where the release took place. Fucking what? Because there's all these weird laws about embassies being mm-hmm. technically part of... If you go to the, uh, for example, the um, German embassy in Australia, that's technically German soil. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the, say, uh, the say the Dutch embassy? embassy. embassy. Technically German soil. Okay, I, yeah. I should have said that the Germans yeah. own all embassies. Right, gotcha. It's very bizarre. Where are all the embassies? Oh, they're... Uh, the only one I know is off Little Collins Street, there's the uh, Monarchan Embassy for Monaco. Oh, that's cool. A lot of them are in, in Australia. They're in the ACT, Australian so Capital let's Territory. So say, for example, like you're in Melbourne. Yeah. And like, what do you have to do if you lose your passport overseas? 
Do you not have to go to the if embassy? If you're in Melbourne. Yeah, you go to your consulate or consulate. A, or an embassy that represents your consulate. For example, if you're in a, a very dangerous country like, uh, let's say, Somalia. Sure. Um, Australia might not have an embassy, but Canada might. So if you lose your passport there, they have a deal with a Canadian embassy. That oh. can, they, they all sort of act as your... We can say, Jeez, hey, buddy. Nice Canadians. Canadians are so yeah, lovely. Canadians... Very, very Cause, lovely. Yeah, because like, let's say something happened and you needed that sort of support, but you're in Melbourne and your your embassy is in, is in Canberra, then you got to get there. That's very far away. Oh, that's probably you could probably deal with them somehow. Yeah, I imagine someone uh, who was here at our studios recently had to is looking to go to America and they needed a visa. Mm. Um, they're from Brisbane, so that, they were in Melbourne just so they could go to a meeting. To get this visa. You're kidding. No, no shit. So there's only there's one in Sydney, one in Melbourne apparently. Wow. But none in Brisbane. Well there you go, maybe you do have to go if you want to get your passport. So wow, that sucks. Moral yeah, is same. don't lose your passport. Yeah. Especially in Somalia. Good call. Good very, call. very dangerous place. Uh, anyway, so they they set up this exhibition site as the Cuban consulate. Uh, the deal was as soon as they arrived in Cuba. Cross would be released from the consulate, so he'd have to stay inside. Until they get to Cuba. Until they get to Cuba. Ugh. The kidnappers were, I think rightfully so, extremely suspicious of all of this and suggested that as soon as they got outside the building, they'd just be mowed down with machine guns. Sure. Uh, Cross pointed out that they could hardly do this if he was among them, and they agreed. Oh. So they're like, well, if we walk out the front door and I'm there... He's kind of be... helping him out now. What, yeah. are they all buddies or something? I think that he's thinking... He just this wants is, to get this out. is the best way for me to get out. Sure. So we, everyone uh, keeps cool. If I get to this consulate, then I'm fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck them after that. Uh, the kidnappers and Cross uh, left the, their hideout and drove at very hard speed, driving through the streets quite dangerously, apparently. Uh, the back of the car and the windows were covered in newspaper to prevent sh- uh, snipers taking shots at the drivers. Because sure. um, newspaper is, of course, bulletproof. Bullet- of course, exactly. Bulletproof Where could journalism. they possibly be in this small car? <laughs> Where would the driver be? I can't tell. <laughs> nah, how would you know? Well, anyway, I'm clocking off. <laughs> Snipers, am I right? <laughs> Lazy. Like, can't live with them. Can't live with them. On the dot of their knockoff time, they're out. Won't work yeah. a minute Clock over. watchers, they are. They bloody are. Yeah, now, we said it. Snipers, if you're listening, pull up your socks. Hey, you know how we keep banging on about how nice Canadian people are? Yes. Is there anything in that? Like, surely a country of multiple million million people couldn't just... Like, how does a country get a reputation as being nice? I've only had good experiences with Canadians, right? There we go. But, surely, there are There's got to be assholes everywhere. Sure. But what sort of reputation do we have, do you think? Oh, racist morons. So, accurate. Oh, I don't know. I, I think that I think it that's... probably depends on where you are. If you go to places like Bali, we're just the most we're the worst people ever. But you know, actually, probably even even in London, they don't probably don't like us very much. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But then think about all the good things we've given the world. Okay, Vegemite, Sam Neill, technically uh, a kiwi. The clo- um, uh, <laughs> Hills Far Lap, technically a kiwi. <laughs> Lamingtons, probably kiwi. Uh, the, um, it's a kiwis. Big kiwis. Oh, fruit or kiwi. bird. Uh, Mm. Yeah, um, what have we done? Um, Jeez. Uh, the Harker Kiwi, damn it. Um, the New Zealand National... Oh. Oh. Uh, um, first people to allow women to vote in New Zealand. Oh. Um, Gay marriage, nope. New um, Zealand and everywhere else. 
A flag with all white stars. Cop that New Zealand, yours are a little bit red. (laughs) Dickhead. Yeah, we found something. (laughs) Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. (laughs) And our wanker celebration. They had really bad chance. (laughs) (laughs) I hope people like us. Let us know. I'd like to know what our our oh they think we're is. we're like super needy. <laughs> we're very yeah, needy. No, I would be interested. I asked some Americans recently, and they wouldn't really give me an answer. That's not a good sign. They were like, "Oh no!" Don't they always go, "You arsies, we love arsies." I've heard Americans say that to me to my face. Yeah, that's just people being nice. I think people. I think if if anyone asked you to your face from anywhere, what do you think of us? What would you say to them? Oh, you're like, yeah, true. You, you, oh, you're so lovely. Everybody's so nice here. Yeah, I've never heard of your country. <laughs> and I'm in it. <laughs> wow. This is a turn of events. <laughs> and I end up here. Oh. I'm Warnicky. I'm crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. Anyway, do go on with your silly little report. Uh, <laughs> crowds and hundreds of uh, police officers and soldiers lined the streets that they were driving through. And, the Guard uh, of Honour. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That was saluting. Minute silence. <laughs> Uh, when they got to the building, one of Cross's colleagues was waiting for him. He got out of the car and turned left. The kidnappers turned right, and he never saw them again. What? They did the deal. Cross stayed in the consulate until midnight. So he waited until they were able to land in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to call his wife in Switzerland. I wonder how long the flight is. From Canada to Cuba? Yeah. Couldn't be I too long, guess. right? Two and a half hours? Oh, no, it's four be hours. Oh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like four or five, north to south. Australia, uh, I'd say about five hours. Yeah, okay. I agree with what What's Dave said. What's the longest flight ago. within Australia? I think it's Sydney f- to, to Perth. I think nah, Brisbane to Perth. Brisbane if you're talking about capital cities, well, I've got one. Yep. If you want to fly from Quebec City to yes. Havana in Cuba, yes. it will take you five hours and forty-five minutes with Boom! A, a stop in Montreal. I doubt they had the stop. They probably over. didn't have the stop. They probably just went straight there. Um, paid more for the direct flight. Yeah. Was there a tailwind? You know, you yeah, or a headwind or tailwind, yeah. Mm, God, I mean, I mean, there's so many I mean, we questions give, go on and on. We can give or take, but l- around five hours. Was que- the, was any the, questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> was the pilot running late that day? Who knows? Did he have the runs that day? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, Jess. Put on all the pilot, I'll be in the John. <laughs> the John. Uh, in his first few moments of freedom, the first thing James Cross... <laughs> Laughing at the John. No, the runs. Oh, the runs. <laughs> Is that something you said? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, pretty, happy, pretty happy with yourself over there. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> He's laughing at her own joke again. Would you like me to pogo on? <laughs> pogo on. No. <laughs> In his first few moments of freedom, the first thing James Cross did was sit, was sit on a chair and... And poo! S- <laughs> No, it's, it's it's even it's quite silly. He sat on a chair and spit and spun it around and turned his head because that's the first time he'd been able to do that in two well, months. James, there are better things you could do, mate. No. Eat a Mars bar, um, wash your toes. <laughs> Where's the toe bath? <laughs> I demanded a toe bath. That was one of the demands. Did you not read our demands? It's like, well, sorry, sir, you made six hundred of them. We hadn't read all of them. The toe bath was number one. <laughs> Like, mate, you're the kidnapped victim. Why are you making demands about toe baths? I wanted a toe bath. Get the toe bath. We got a toe bath. Oh, there's been a horrible miscommunication. My writing is terrible. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I did have handcuffs yeah, on. Yeah, I had handcuffs on. It was that bloody Pierre bloke, wasn't it? He always gets toe bar and toe bath confused. <laughs> Food arrived, but unfortunately for Cross, nobody had thought to provide any drink. 
This is later in his words. Uh, he hadn't had any alcohol in two months and really wanted a drink. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, you have just been kidding. You probably wanted a stiff drink that whole time. <laughs> yeah, but, your... like, but like, you just got some food brought to you. Don't fucking suck. Yeah. What about you just had you just lived? Yeah, congratulations, be, you're should alive. You're be, be pretty happy. No, but you didn't bring me a drink. Well, all right. Ask nicely. Jeez Louise. So the ordeal, however, was over. In the end, five kidnappers were given asylum in Cuba. They were flown to the island country via a Canadian forces aircraft, so maybe even quicker. Mm. They're on some sort of awesome jet. Mm-hmm. At the end of December, the three members of the FLQ cell that murdered Pierre Laporte, the other minister, who was still at large, are arrested after being found hiding in a six-metre-long tunnel in a rural farming community. They would later be, later be charged with kidnapping and the murder of Pierre Laporte. Uh, the military are, put, are pulled out of Quebec on January 5th, and life goes back to normal for the city. So they're there for a you know, bit over a month longer, just mm. in case. And then we have the later life of the kidnappers. Oh. Yves Langlois was arrested in France later on for possession of illegal firearms and was sentenced to two years in prison there. Uh-oh. James Leconte. Uh, reten- There's always a Leconte. I know. He, reta- right he returned to Canada in 1979. So they went back and uh, he was arrested when he arrived. He served two years in prison. Hmm. Did you guys know that uh, Leconte is French for the Conte? I'm so glad that you've got the French dictionary open over there. You're so quick at flicking through the pages. So, so quick. Uh, <laughs> another person, Jacques Cossette Trudel and his wife, Louise Leconte. There's also a, there's always a Jacques. Jacques, another Leconte. They also returned to Canada and they only served eight months in prison for the kidnapping. Wow. Uh, the couple split up. But, uh, Louise attended a uh, Montreal University when she w- and she received a degree in communications and continued on to get a doctorate. A doctorate. Oh, well, good for Louise. And Jacques has been a successful screenwriter and filmmaker. According I to feel his like they haven't learned their lessons at all. Uh, Paul Rose and Francis Simiard, they were also convicted of the murder of Pierre Laporte and uh, they went to jail for 11 years. But that's the longest sentence that anyone got out of this. Can you imagine? Years, so those, not long at all. The, the couple broke up, right? And so then can you imagine like them trying to get back out into the dating scene? And you imagine being on a date with someone. You're like, this guy seems great. He's like a screenwriter. He's really oh, interesting. He oh, went God, to prison what? for kidnapping someone. What oh, a babe. What? He's a ghostwriter. That's bloody Pierre. <laughs> He's a bloody ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was surprised that not many but They served between eight months and two years for the kidnapping. That's insane. That's not very long for a, a pretty serious... Yeah. Crime. It's not a nice thing to do to someone. But in the end... He's all right. He's all right. Is that a good point? But the other guy, Pierre Laporte, was murdered. They only went to jail for 11 years. For murder. Not very long. But he's all right, isn't he? (laughs) He's a ghost now. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He can do whatever he likes. No handcuffs could hold him anymore. (laughs) You know? Think about that. John, bloody cover ghost. You can't... Could get out of the boot of that car. Might as well... Unless you're bloody Muhammad Ali, you could uh, you could handcuff lightning or a ghost. <laughs> that bit never gets quoted, but he, he did say that. He did, yeah. No, I remember that. Uh, James Cross returned to England straight after the kidnapping. Met his uh, family back in London. He discovered that uh, very large offers were being made for his story for newspapers and the like. Mm. Some up to a hundred thousand pounds. And he said no because it would not be right. Well, the Foreign Office actually said who he later said did very little to help him in the whole situation, they blocked him from profiting from the crime. Mm, nice. 
So he wasn't allowed to. It's weird that you can't profit from someone else's crime. Yeah, I get why I, he. I was, I was the victim for two months. Sure, I just want to yeah get get a little little something out of something. it. Something. Uh, a statement. This is also from his uh, audio memoir. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much they just interviewed him about the whole situation and he told his story in his own words. Okay, so he, an early podcast. It's a just well, it's just an interview, isn't it? Yeah, but it's an audio. Mainly, but he had written it out, written out his story, and then sort of read it for himself. It was pretty much an audio book. And yeah. then they asked him questions. Uh, no, I think Dave, prob- you're you're flipping and flopping. No, probably beforehand they asked him questions to so be like, hey, if you could cover this point, this point, this blah blah. Sure, okay. <coughs> Audio memoir. But this is a statement from. He said another question which is frequently raised is the Stockholm syndrome, where the victim becomes mm. associated or identifies with the objectives of the kidnappers. Well, that's what I mean when he said when he sort of was like, oh, we're buddies now. Well, I can only say that I felt no such sympathy. I hated the lot of them and would have cheerfully killed them if the opportunity arose. Okay. So there's the answer to that question, Jeff. No, Stockholm. Cheerful. Cheerful. And he... <laughs> Boom. I couldn't find anything saying that he had passed on, so I believe James Cross is still alive at age 95. Wow. Okay. If he is still alive, he would be 95 I years spoke old. To is he the a, NBA I spoke guy? to a 95-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he's the 7.8 NBA player. Bloody hell. I had a customer on the phone today at 95. Do you reckon it was him? How yeah. many ninety-five-year-olds could there be? Well, how did, well, what did he no, sound many. like? It sounded really sophisticated. English. English. Yeah. Ooh. Did he sound tall? It sounded so tall. Could you hear a, a radio crying out for help in the background? I could. Crying he was out actually... for help. Oh. Oh, what's he? No, I thought it was always. Like, I thought the radios liked it. Was, oh man! Making an alarm. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I can't end on that because that is the, that was going to be the end. Oh. Um, so, well, that is the, the story of the October crisis and the kidnapping of James Cross. That whole time, were you just imagining a portable radio with a flashlight on the back of it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But sort of like a Why bit Why hasn't homemade. anyone invented that? <laughs> <laughs> so you could fuck your favourite song. I think we should just start sticky taping flashlights to all kinds <laughs> of appliances. <laughs> a blender! <laughs> it vibrates. Amazing. Oh, okay. Microwave. No, potentially dangerous. Yeah, no. That we've got to. I think we should draw some lines. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty good idea. What do you reckon you'd play on the radio? It'd be talkback radio, right? Oh yeah, Neil Mitchell. Um, and I don't like stuff. Oh yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep complaining. <laughs> what else is an issue in society? <laughs> this is so gross. What happened to us? I know that was the whole episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I kept talking one. about. It. I felt weird. On all, like the last month of episodes, <laughs> I've felt weird, and I'm sorry, everybody. No, but people have said they like this. You got some personal issues, Matt. Yes, <laughs> yes, clearly I do. <laughs> I'm crying out for help week after week, <laughs> and people keep tweeting in that they love it. <laughs> we love it when Matt's fucking mental. Help me help myself, people. Yeah, genuinely, um, feel like I've got some issues. Um, no, you're all right, buddy. All right, good now, on you. I will say so we. <laughs> We've taken a very uh, silly take on the topic, but um, when I was researching it, I, I listened to a. Uh, there's a podcast. Oh no! From BBC Witness, which, and they've what done it respectfully from the 1990s. Mm. If you want to listen to, you can. We well, can hear they've taken a lot of the audio memoir, so you can hear him speaking oh. in his own words. If you would prefer a more Spooky. educational style, <laughs> I will tell you they mentioned a sexual clock radios a total of zero times, so it's very boring. <laughs> yeah, take that BBC, you dickheads. Don't you think that's a bit weird? Like why would like why would they, something so big in a story like this? Rush over that. It's very not. strange. It's oh, they've just 
They call themselves journalists. That isn't journalism. You've done a journalism degree. I have. What's the number one rule? Um, fucking radios. (laughs) Number two rule. Number two rule. Mention the fucking radio. Thank you. And that pretty much just three, four, and five are pretty much just underlining those rules. I cannot stress (laughs) enough. See above. Yeah, see above. And then the the last one's just um, it's just an instruction on how to get that nasally um, presenter voice. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Nasally voice, <coughs> Channel 7 News. Very good. I'm Jess Perkins in Baghdad, you know. you always got to be somewhere dramatic. It's never, I'm Jess Perkins, Sydney, you know. Yeah, and how I'm Jess Perkins, the Bahamas. <laughs> what yeah. a terrible thing it is that Sydney never has any war, war or conflict. Well, what a terrible, what a terrible thing, thing that is. Hey, one day, Sydney. One, one day. day. Big dreams. Chin up, kid. <laughs> You'll be right. Uh, so that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for Carly who we believe is Canadian, Carly at uh, canadiangmail.com slash CA for suggesting the topic. If you too want to suggest a topic, you can, of course, tweet us in at dogoonpod or email like Carly did, dogoonpod at gmail.com. Facebook, we can get a few messages and uh, you can can always just comment on the wall and other people can uh, chime in. We like when our listeners start... uh, Having a little conversation. I like, like when they that chat cool? amongst themselves. It's cool, isn't it? I like. I watch it, and I'm like, "Ooh, look at them talking, Ooh, my little puppets." It's, yes, it, talk, my little puppets. You were saying a little while ago that you love The Sims. Does it feel like a weird version of The Sims? You've well, created these oh, people. Yeah, I've created you. <laughs> you exist because of me. And now I'm going to lock you in a room with only a fireplace, <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a pool when you're tired, and take yeah, away t- the take away the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> How long can you swim? Just... Oh, is that real stuff? Yeah, it's a you thing could they do. Oh. That, and then they drown in there. It's that's, pretty fucked. That's fact. It is. No, I don't think of our listeners as Sims. I just really like to watch them. Not watch. I'll oh stop God. saying watch. I like to <laughs> like see to... them interacting with each other. It's very nice. You like to nice. now watch this? Is that it? What's the watch me? Watch me? Oh, fucking no. <laughs> I am on. <laughs> Great report, Dave. Thank you, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed that report. Yeah, um, you can always suggest this to a friend. Yeah. If they like podcasts or if they don't know how to like podcasts. Uh, if they don't know how to like podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how can... to like things. Well, I'll make you like them. No, uh, but can... I don't know how, Some David. people, I guess some podcasts are obviously Please, po- sir, quite popular. But some more? if you've got some friends, download the app on their phone. Chuck a couple episodes on. And by that time... They'll be bloody hooked. <laughs> we are an addictive substance banned in many countries. Mexico. Turkmenistan. Cuba. Yeah, we're definitely banned there. Yeah. Oh we better boy. not have any planes that get diverted to Turkmenistan. Mm. Yeah, no, good point. And of course, get in on the hashtag, just watch me. <laughs> and if you're a Canadian listener, uh, just tweet in. Is that a, is that a famous story where you, you know grew up? Story? Or only people in the That must have been... That feels like that must have been huge news. I reckon yeah, they'd the still time. have a national holiday for it. Oh, that's interesting. Big cross, cross day. Cross... Uh, cross... I don't think that's cross, a thing. Cross... Something croissant. Cro- croissant. Yep. Lacrosse was named after him. Lacrosse. <gasps> Popular Canadian pastime. I'm sure we have listeners in Canada, so yeah, let us know if you'd heard that story. And also let us know what you think of Australians. And also what you think about us individually as people. And also, and also let also... us know what you think of the Calgary Stampede. And also... And the uh, bobsledding team with John Candy. And, and also your, your favourite colour. And um, 
You know, that'll probably do. That'll probably do. That's yeah. probably enough homework for this week. I think that's actually heaps. Have you, you ever ridden a moose? You probably can't fit that into one tweet, so it's going to have to be a couple of tweets. We want ten tweets from each Canadian. Oh, boy. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's a bit something for you to do, and uh, we're going to keep writing reports because we're going to keep the show going. We'll be back next week, but until then, I will say goodbye. Bye. Laters, I'm going to ride a moose. <laughs> Fuck a toaster. <laughs> 